Imagine for a moment that it is 2022, but that you are only 14 years old. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Are you thinking about how you can change the world? Or are you thinking about what you're going to do with your friends today? My next guest on Pursuing Profit with Principles is 14-year-old Sonica Datar, a freshman in high school who's doing amazing things. Stay with me as I interview Sonica, her mother Seema, and her coach from the success store, Nitu Rishi. You are going to love this. My name is Vito Rishi. I'm the CEO and founder at The Success Store. But uh, more than that, I always love to be called a navigator. Uh, I, I read somewhere, when the student is ready, teacher appears. Uh, nobody wants to talk about COVID, but I think COVID gave, gave me a chance to connect online with the students uh, who are not in my city. I got connected with this multi-talented girl. Her name is Sanika Dutter, and I'm holding her book. Uh, she recently published a co-author book. So four of these students came together and they created this wonderful piece. It's by the name Epitome of Adventures, which you can find on Amazon. This girl, Sanika, uh, because writing needs discipline, right? It needs uh, a consistent effort, putting your creativity and your thoughts in the form of words and then following a deadline to publish a book. It's not easy. And what I always wonder is, in spite of she being occupied in so many, you know, honor programs, extracurricular, with so much volunteer work she does, she was still able to write it, which shows that if you are willing to do something, nothing can stop you. And uh, congratulations to her parents who have been a great uh, supporting pillar with her. And thank you for giving me an opportunity to be her mentor. I cannot wait how Sanika uh, shapes up her future and writes her destiny with these uh, amazing accolades. All the best, Sanika. Hello again, and welcome back to Pursuing Profit with Principles. I am delighted tonight to give you the second episode in this new series that I'm doing on students who are making a difference in the world. And I am delighted to bring you my guests this evening. I have three folks on my panel tonight, and I want to tell you about each of them individually. And I'm going to start with our guest of honor, Miss Sonica Dittar. Sonica is a 14-year-old freshman in high school who is doing amazing things. Now, if you've listened to my show any at all, you know I don't normally read much in the way of introductions, but you have to hear this, okay? <laughs> so let me just share a little bit about this young lady and what she's doing. She is a recipient of 
the presidential point of light and award-winning writer, researcher, founder of Space for Youth nonprofit organization, and a sustainability ambassador from Kirkland, Washington. She's the national recipient of the 2021 Angela STEM Award and recently been nominated as a national community ambassador. She's a TEDx speaker. Anybody out there want to be a TEDx speaker? Here's a good example for you. She is a TEDx speaker and has co-authored a book that's published on Amazon. Being a Carson Scholar and Davidson Young Scholar, she's also one among 15 students in the United States to have received the International Young Achiever nomination. She's a member of Torch and Laurel Society, and she writes regularly for local and national publications. And that's just part of what this young woman is doing. Amazing. Sonica, welcome. And then I'm going to welcome everybody else. But welcome to the show, Sonica. I'm so delighted to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. Um, I'd like to introduce Sonica's mother, Seema Guitar. We have invited Seema to be here as well. And also we have invited Nitu Rishi, who is one of Sonica's coaches. And I say one because I don't know if she has more than one coach or not. She has. She has. <laughs> she has. I figured she must. Yeah. <laughs> so must, she right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the importance of that later on, but but yeah. This, so thank you both Sima and Nitu for being here to support Sonica in this interview. So thank Sonica, you. let's dive in, Sonica. I'm so excited for people to get to know you and to learn a bit about what you're doing. And I did listen to your TED Talk before we came on. So that was very impressive. And folks, we will have in our show notes later all of the information on Sonica, um, information about the book on Amazon, uh, where you can go watch her on the TED Talk and, and other things that she's doing. We'll have some, some information in and in some links for you in the show notes later on. So Sonica, let's dive in and get to know you a little bit, okay? So we know that you're 14 now. How old were you when you started getting an interest in, in doing some of these amazing things that you've done? When you thought about being part of a book, when you thought about a TED Talk um, and, and some of these other pursuits that you have, how old were you? Yeah, so I've been interested in a lot of these things from a very young age. For example, in terms of like writing, which is what inspired my book, of course. I've been interested in that for a very long time. And like second grade, I think I wrote my first poem or my first story. It was about um, summer vacation. I just just gone summer vacation. And I thought the best way to capture the memories was to write a poem about it. And then I, I did that and I really enjoyed it. And ever since then, I've been really interested in writing. Awesome. And, um, for like for some of the other things, I've been interested since sixth grade in my middle school environmental and adventure school, which is what mainly inspired my interest and appreciation for the environment. Very good. Very good. And and you've um, you've started a nonprofit organization. Tell me about your nonprofit. A little bit about that. Yeah. So my nonprofit is called Space for Youth. I started it about a year ago. Um, it's basically incorporating these four different universal values, 
entrepreneurship, environment, equity, and empathy, which I find very important and that all people should be aware of and be able to contribute to these values in a positive way that impacts our community. And so I've had multiple projects in these areas that I will, I hope to continue to build on. Awesome. And folks, when you watch her TED Talk, and I didn't say if, I said when, so you need to go watch her TED Talk. You will learn a lot more about that in her TED Talk. Wonderful. Um, okay, so second grade, you wrote your first poem, and, and that sparked that interest. Do you still write poetry? Have you written more poetry than that? Yeah, I do write poetry in my free time, but not it's not my main focus anymore because now I'm a junior writer for the Kirkland Living Magazine, which is where I write articles on organizations or people, and I actually interview people just like you. That's awesome. <laughs> and I like writing stories about them. And then, of course, I had my book, which was a really nice way for me to um, just kind of be creative and write down this story that I found really interesting. And, of course, Nithu helped me a lot with that. <laughs> awesome. What was that feeling when you when that book published? Oh, I was so excited. I <laughs> wanted to see like how many people would buy it, how many people would like the story and like yeah. kind of see how the impact would be. But to be honest, the writing, the actual process of writing the book was might be more fun than the, the moment it was published because <laughs> I just really enjoyed like taking that time out of my meet my week and looking forward to the day that I would be able to work on my story. And Excellent. yeah. How long did it take you to write it? Um, it took me a few months, I'm pretty sure. It took me a while because I like to space it out and just kind of give myself the time and not ever have to encounter writer's blocks. I didn't want to rush anything. So I just, I really took my time with it. And I had deadlines each week, but I was able to get my stuff done since I spread it out over a while. Awesome. And relative to when you were writing the book and when you were doing the TED Talk, did those two things happen kind of at the same time or uh, what was the timeline on that? Yeah, so my writing the book was before I started my TED Talk, but um, at the time I, I, had, I had those ideas for my TED Talk that I talked about, like that was still going on. It was still in my brain, but the actual, um, the actual TED Talk happened after I finished my book. Awesome. So along the, uh, uh, about the TED talk, did, was that something that you pursued on your own? Was that something that you said, I just want to do a TED talk or were there some events that happened that kind of led you down that path? How did that come about? Yeah, I definitely wasn't spontaneous kind of thing. <laughs> I had things that led me up to it. So once I had my nonprofit organization, I had these different ideas that I was passionate about. I thought these core universal values really should be known to other people. And I was thinking of ways I could promote this other than promoting my organization. So I thought, Ted, that's the goal to spread ideas. That's like their yes. literal mission. So I thought, what could be a better idea than doing a TED talk about it? So I applied and I was able to actually execute that, which was really amazing. Fantastic. What kind of, I want people to understand, I'm going to back up here and preface this. I want people to understand a little bit about the sacrifices involved in taking the path that you are on, um, the, the amount of effort that's involved. So someone who's sitting back, a student who's sitting back and watching this and says, what would it, you know, could I do that? Could I do that? 
And, and so as they understand more about what that path looks like, then they can make that decision. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what were sacrifices that you made in order to be able to do the things that you've done so far? Because there are always trade-offs, right? Yeah. So at some points in time, time management was difficult when I had multiple things going on. So I wouldn't always have as much time for myself. But at the end of the day, once I got my things done, I was it, it was like, I really appreciated what the outcome was. So everything that I had to sacrifice was worth it. And it was never like I had to completely cut off doing anything fun at any point in time. It wasn't ever like that because this was all at the end of the day, this was all fun to me because I think that for anyone, if they pursue what makes them happy and what um, they're passionate about, no matter what it is, it'll always get them somewhere. And so since I was able to do these things that I was passionate about, it was never like a sacrifice to me. Very good. Very good. Seema, I'd like to ask you a question. Sure. What's what's it like, you know, how much of, um, oh boy, I can't even frame the question, me too. Um, <laughs> the, um, as a parent of a student who, of a child who is, uh, I'm going to call her driven at the moment, who's, who's, who's passionate about something and wants to make this difference in the world. Um, what's it like in the parenting process uh, with that child? You know, I mean, obviously it sounds like Sonica is very self-motivated and, and able to keep herself disciplined, but where does mom and dad fit into this, into this process? Where do they fit in? Definitely. Um, you know, going back to the old thing, like, boy, it's, is it so true? It takes a village to raise a child. And, you yeah. know, we've like growing up in India, we truly had that support system. And as Sanika is raising her for the first time and the first parent, you know, we're always kind of doubting, are we doing things right? So as a new right. parent, we, I was just like anyone else started off with a lot of overwhelm, a lot of anxiety of, okay, yes. are we doing this right? Right. But as you have the child ahead of you and as we evolve as you know mature as parents kind of we adapt we mutually adapt it's a mutual growth so i i would say you know her journey through elementary and middle and currently she's in high school is has always been really our journey as a team you know it's a teamwork very nice um and uh, so as much as making sure as a parent, I have given her access to the opportunities because, you know, as much as she can be driven, there are certain avenues and exposure that as an adult, we can tap into and kind of provide it to her. So where I kind of did my part, I would say, is kind of find these opportunities, like, you know, encountering and uh, networking with Ms. Ms. Neetu and just kind of having that framework or infrastructure and telling her this is available if you want to tap into it and then kind of see how she, you know, how she does. And like Sanika said, I think a lot of her um, interests have evolved and we've been really lucky to have uh, been her, the middle school that she went to was a choice school. So not everybody gets in. So I think right. a lot of these things have led up the way to how things have shaped up. And as a parent, um, I, I would just say I have had uh, the right, I've, I've encountered the right set of opportunities as a you know team to give her and, I'm here for her as a cheerleader anytime for sure. And we are definitely proud of her time management skills because I truly believe, you know, as the name says, skill is something that everybody can learn, right? It's not, we're not, it's uh, genius is 99% work. 
So yes. <laughs> it's a, it's it's like all right, you know, we have to kind of be careful of how much time we have, not to overload her, right. but also have her have fun. So I think that right. was the motto. So um, yeah, 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 definitely. And we are learning. I, I don't think I, I mean, we had a. I don't have a formula as an answer, but we're kind of evolving. Is evolving, and you used a word that I really liked uh, hearing, which was cheerleader, because yeah. that's one of your primary roles, right? Is being right. her cheerleader, right? Support yeah. system, yeah. And again, it's that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely wonderful. Thank and, you. and we are, we are, we. I think I truly feel like all her uh, coaches, you know, teachers, everybody's done such a big part in how how she's what she is. So yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you, Seema. So mentioning coaches, let's uh, before we come back to Sonica for some more questions, I want to I want to visit with Nitu for just a moment, who is one of her coaches. So Nitu, what is it like to coach someone like Sonica? It's very easy, the easiest <laughs> way, because uh, she's already self motivated. She knows what to write. So I was I would say uh, I was more of an accountable partner for her, because. I have seen, I work with kids every year, helping them to become a published author, but uh, because, and it's not their mistake because they have academics, they have extracurricular, they have so many things going on. And you just read out her introduction. She's occupied in so many things, going to school and then finding time for all these things is challenging. Yes. So my role was to keep her on track because it has happened in the past that when you say, okay, no deadlines, you take your time. And the book never gets completed. Why? Because it's not important. It's not urgent, right? Right. Um, You just don't give that much of priority. So that's why I used to push her. And I used to sometimes feel bad when I used to speak to Seema and she said, she's doing this, 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 this. I said, oh my God, I've pushed her, this girl to finish, (laughs) you know, these many words. Because writing is, writing a book is all about disciplined planning, consistently followed. Yes. So sometimes I had to be tough, but at the other end, uh, she used to talk to me and I was, okay, don't worry. I'll give you extended time. So we gave her true time so that the quality writing comes, Um, but it was easy. She was a very, very easy child to work with. I was lucky to have her. (laughs) And what age was Sonica when you started working with her? It was last year. We we last published year. the book okay. this year only. Yes, okay. we got connected last year, but then um, I think it took some time uh, to check with her schedule, and then she was enrolled in this course, uh, which is be a published co-author in which uh, four kids came together, and I was just an accountable partner helping them and helping them in smarter ways of how to transition from your story right. and how to bridge that. Uh, and the end part, you know, getting it edited, cover page, all that right. stuff. So we published and the book this year only. It was awesome. in February, right? Right, right. February. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Now, Seema mentioned time management. And I want to come back to that for just a moment. Because that's such an important element of being able to be successful. And Sonica, what would you say are some of the habits that you've developed that allow you to manage your time better? Because it really, I think good time management, we often talk about it being discipline, but I think when we can transition it from discipline to habits, it's so much easier and so much more effective. So what are some of the habits that you've developed that allow you to be much more productive with your time? Yeah, so 
I think I should start off with a little bit of a warning. I'm, okay. a, very, <laughs> I'm a very organizational person. Maybe most people would say too organizational. Who know me? I'm a little bit OCD. So I have about four planners, reminders, and lists. Okay. <laughs> very much helped me with my time management. But I also think that I'm just, I like to know, have a, like, not only have a schedule and all of those things, but to have a mental list of my priorities and keep those always in check, stay grounded, all those things. So just by all, always having that in the back of my mind, I'm able to know what to do next and like the order of things. And I think that having those kind of lists in your head that have your priorities straight, meaning um, helps you with like, you know, having time management because you're able yeah. to know when you should do certain things. And of course, having deadlines, like with the book every week, I'd have a certain amount of words to complete. And I'd specify like, okay, on Saturday, I'm going to, I'm going to have that as my day for writing. So I would just have like, I would have an order and a set to everything so that I would always, you know, be organized about it. <laughs> Very good. Now, are you involved in any music programs, sports programs, anything like that at, at this point? In school, no. But outside of school, I've been playing piano since I was five years old. And oh, I nice. really enjoy that. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Very good. I was just going to say she's uh, she has an exam coming up through the Royal Conservatory of Music in the summer. And in fact, last summer, uh, she did a a very successful fundraiser to the Seattle Children's Hospital as part of Fantastic. her nonprofit organization, where she performed a virtual piano concert and raised over five hundred dollars for the pediatric uh, research funds. Very good. Yeah. I'd like to touch base on that a little bit more on your your nonprofit. I, I understand, you know, some about it, but if we're looking at other young people who might have an idea of something that they want to do to create a legacy, to make a difference in the world, all of that. What would you say to them? And what, what advice would you give them about the nonprofit piece? And, and maybe you could talk a little bit about the, um, the process, the challenge, and then maybe a little bit about the rewards of doing it. Yeah. So in terms of the nonprofit, I think of it as more of a collection of activities and a way to express those in an organized way by showing like, for example, for my organization, I have these four different sectors and right. these activities within it. And the way I collected it is by making it a nonprofit organization. So I think the advice I'd have for anyone who wants to have a nonprofit is to make sure that their idea is set and to actually like make an effort into um, implementing that in, in a way in some way or another and then being able to categorize it as a nonprofit. How do they go about um well two questions here. One, how they go about setting up that nonprofit in a way, but also if they need some help, how do they go about finding a need to in their life? <laughs> <laughs> a coach in their life. Yeah. So for, I'll address the second one first. I okay. think in terms of the coaches, you find some sort of reliable organization or someone to help partner you with. And we were able to partner with Success Doran. So we found her through that. And she was a really big help in the whole book writing journey. And 
yeah, she was just a great support system. And it's important to have people in your life that are coaches to you. So you don't have to go about doing anything all on your own. And I think that's another piece of advice I'd have for anyone is don't try to do everything on your own because you always will need help at some point in time. And it's good to have people there for you. Very good. Very good. Is that neat too? Is that something that you've helped other families with at all with, with uh, the nonprofits or is that? I that do help. Yes, I, uh-huh. I do help. Um, I have kids who have taken my entrepreneurship programs. Uh, right. The purpose of doing that program is either you start your company or you start a nonprofit. So many of my kids have started there. Uh, so the other day when you might have interviewed Kashish, uh-huh. She also recently, uh, they were also a little confused on what to start. Not confused. I mean, they were clear. But then I suggested that uh, if she wants to start coaching, let her start an LLC. So that's how they started. And I mean, I think parents have a lot and a lot of efforts to Seema has been uh, a great help. She keeps telling me and we have been talking for hours and hours um, but nonprofit, I think before I got connected, it was already there. Right. So yeah, this was last spring, I believe. Yeah, it was already there yeah. before I got introduced to this yeah. young lady. <laughs> right. Very good. Um, Sonica, you're doing a lot of different things. And I, I want to know what is it that you're doing right now that you like most? You know, I mean, I know you've enjoyed all of these things and you've had fun. And as we talked about before we came on air, my philosophy is if you can't have fun doing it, it's not worth doing. So (laughs) I'm glad you're having fun with it. What's the what do you like most about what you're doing right now? Yeah, so the. The whole concept of my organization is to have these events that I continue to build on by, you know, doing new activities. And some of them are recurring, like the Turkoan Children's Business Fair. But I'd say, like, right now, I think the activity that I've enjoyed doing most is my TED Talk, since that just happened, like, not even a week back. And so that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely been on my mind a lot. And I really enjoyed, you know doing that because I was able to interact with the other speakers that were at the event as well, which was really, really nice because I got to see the other ideas that they were talking about too. And in terms of my own, it felt good to be able to share my ideas and to talk about these things that I haven't really talked to an actual audience about before. So that was fun. Very good. Now in this uh, particular group of TED Talk speakers that you were with, were most of those students or were they adults and students? Yeah, they were all students. All most, students. Of them were, most of them actually, because there was one who went to, um, who was in college, but um, they actually, they were in California and they flew all the way up here. Wow. But um, the rest of them were in high school, yes. In high school. I imagine there was quite a great variety of topics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She, she was actually a master's uh, student about to graduate. So her topic was about the career that she would embark upon. So it was really okay. interesting. Yeah. yeah, Very good. Which is a great lead in, Seema, to one of my other questions, which is, what are your plans for the future, Sonica? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Yeah, I've had that question go through my mind a lot as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm a freshman in high school, so I have a few years to go. But my plan is to continue building on these topics that I'm passionate about, see where it takes me. But at the current moment, I'm really interested in science. So I think that might be the field that I go into. 
do you anticipate going through college? Do you anticipate, yeah, what, yeah, looking at college? Yeah. Planning Any colleges you're looking at at the moment, or? Yeah, I'm. I like Columbia University and UCLA. I think those are really good colleges. But of course, there are so many more that I'm. Oh, yet there to are. Remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you've got three more years to explore, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. make that decision. I'm sure that you will have lots of offers that you know, lots of opportunities there. So for you, Sonica, what has been the value of having coaches in your life? Yeah, like I mentioned this before a little bit, but I think that mentors are just so important in embarking on any sort of journey, whether it even be educational or not, because having people in your life as a support system is so necessary for you to not only have the motivation to go about these things, because it, of course, all you can have so much passion, but without any, without other people supporting you, it's just not going to be as fun. So having those people as a support system to motivate you is so important and to always have the help you need is really necessary. Yeah. And, and I love that need to talked about being an accountability partner Yeah, uh, because that's so important and, and can be such a, a good driver. There's someone that you know is going to hold your feet to the fire. Someone mm-hmm. that you know that loves you, but is lovingly going to hold your feet to the fire. I tell my, my right. uh, coaching clients, I say, now put on your asbestos shoes because I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Right, 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 right. And that's, that's where the evolution as a parent, because, you know, as a parent, yes. I can, I cannot fill in those places exactly. as a support system. So we have to think of it as a, you know, uh, yes. So the synergy that Ms. Nidu can bring or some teacher can bring, it's, it's just irreplaceable. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And it goes back to what you said originally, Seema, about it takes a village, right? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, Sonica, what advice would you give to other students at this point? Yeah. So through these activities, I've learned a lot of things, but I think the most important thing was that you really don't need to make a large change in your community in order to make a difference. Even doing a small activity will always have an impact on other people. And even if you impact only one person, it's really worth it because you know that you've changed their life and you've actually done something to help the world, which is such a powerful concept. Absolutely. In in my business, I call that the ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. That as I help someone else and they go out and make yeah. a difference in the world in some way, I get to be part of that ripple. And I love that. That's, right. that's what gets me up every morning is being a part of the ripple effect, helping to make a difference in the world and to, to uh, help others leave a legacy as well as myself. Ladies, this has been such a joy having you on the show today. I really appreciate all three of you. Sonica, I am going to be watching from afar to see what you do. Need to, I expect you to keep me posted on what this young woman's doing. Oh, <laughs> you know so how proud I feel. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to know what's going on. And we'll we'll be we'll probably have you back on the show again, Sonica. Maybe a few months down the road, see what's happening or next year mm-hmm. or something and see how things are for changing sure. for you. We'd love to have you back. And uh with that, you know, just thank you ladies so much uh, for being here. Thank you, Seema, Sonica, Nitu. Thank you. Thank you, Regina, for having us. And Sonica, I must say, Regina is also an accountability partner. When she says she'll come back to you in six months, 
that means it is a <laughs> signal that okay keep doing i want you to be unstoppable keep adding yes. things in your list right yes that that's so exactly we move on to the next yeah this is all exactly what we need you know i just love the connections and the networking and yes yeah. yes no, we are always there absolutely for sure yeah yeah Thank that you. collaboration is so important Sonica, yeah. I'm wishing you the best. I'm uh, you're you're doing great things. I uh, before we started, I I just I copied and pasted your this read the piece of your bio that I read off. I well, in fact, I think I sent him the whole bio anyway. I texted it to my husband. I said, "This is the young lady I'm interviewing tonight." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. Folks, we thank you for joining us here on Pursuing Profit with Principles, and we hope you'll come back and join us again soon. We are going, this is going to be a series. We'll be sharing more of these amazing stories of these students who are doing such, making such a phenomenal difference in the world already and watching them as they continue to develop and, and make a bigger impact in the world. We can each make an impact and be a part of the ripple effect and change our world for the better every day. It's, it's very doable. So thanks for joining us. Bye for now. Thank you, Regina. Thank you, Thank Esquito. Thank you so much for having Thank me. You. Really Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in their business. Most of them have worked their way through them with the help of a trusted coach. So let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns? Are your relationships suffering because of the stress that you're experiencing? If any of this describes you, then schedule your 90-minute profit acceleration analysis with me today for only $97. This is a special price for my listeners only. The value of this call is easily over $2,000. We will find between $10,000 and $100,000 profit in your business and lay out a roadmap for you to be able to overcome all of these problems. So get your life and your profit back on track. Schedule your profit acceleration analysis today. There is no obligation and I'm not gonna do some hard sell with you. However, if you want my help to achieve the results from your blueprint, I'm happy to have that conversation with you about what that would look like. So schedule your call today. The link is below in the show notes. Thanks for listening to our show today. If you enjoyed it, please rate and recommend on your favorite listening platform. You can also get more information at pursuingprofitwithprinciples.com. Hi, I'm Regina Partain Bergman, host of Pursuing Profit with Principles. As a profit acceleration specialist, I started this show to help entrepreneurs create a highly profitable, sustainable, scalable business 
by sharing the stories of other successful entrepreneurs and helping you develop your own roadmap to success. Each week, I'll interview entrepreneurs who will share their knowledge and expertise with you. Additionally, I'll be bringing you my own tips and resources to assist you in creating success, minimizing the stress on you and your relationships, and rediscovering freedom in your life. Some of the things you'll learn from our speakers are leadership principles, the value of pursuing your purpose and passion in your business, and finally, profit strategies you can implement in your business. So join me every Monday and Friday morning for the latest episode. Begin and end your week with pursuing profit with principles.